نحمد و نصلي على رسول الكريم اما بعد continuing with the discussion about aspects of nikah and this kitab the way to a happy married life by arif billah hazrat mawla shah ki mod akhtar sahab rahmatullah alay the last discussion was something about anger and in that regard hazrat then quoted further on hadith sharif there is a hadith to the effect that man kaffa ghadabahu kaffa Allah anhu adhabahu yawm al-qiyamah one who controls his anger Allah will save him from from his punishment on the day of judgment hazrat abu bakr radhiyallahu anhu once got very angry with his cousin for some reason allah taala informed him through his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam ala tuhibbuna ay yaghfir allah lakum o abu bakr would you not love to forgive the servant of mine who has taken part in the battle of badr and i will forgive you on the day of qiyama upon the sazat abu bakr radhiyallahu took an oath wallahi inni uhibbu ay yaghfir allahu li allah i love that allah forgives me i too forgive my cousin's mistake this is a very brief reference to a very major incident the incident of the slander of aisha siddiqa radhiyallahu ta'ala anha in which the cousin of abu bakr nanu also just somehow got caught up in unwittingly and on that occasion when the ayat of the quran sharif revealed that what is her position and rank and her nobility and purity so naturally as abu bakr nanu was very very upset that such a major accusation slander was carrying on and his cousin who was a poor person was abu bakr used to be helping financially as well and he got caught up in this somehow so on that occasion he had taken a qasam that in future i will not help him at all and upon that this ayat of the quran sharif was revealed ala tuhibbuna ay yaghfir allah lakum that wala ya'tari ulul fadli minkum wasa'a that those who allah taala has blessed with this virtue and with abundance they should never take such a qasam Abu Bakr Nanu's position and rank is apparent also Allah Taala refers to him primarily in this ayat as ulul fadl those who Allah Taala has blessed with this virtue and nobility so in any case on that occasion also when this ayat came regardless of how severe the situation was he immediately retracted from that he said wallahi inni uhibbu ay yaghfir Allah li one person got very angry with his wife because there was a lot of salt in the food but then he remembered in other words the anger welled up in him he hadn't yet expressed it didn't vent anything he got very angry because of the salt in the food but then he remembered allah and decided not to say anything to her secretly he said to allah taala in his heart oh allah she is my wife and your bondswoman too she is your servant so in other words i am now overlooking this because she is after all your makhluk this is what people do forget about men who have oppressed their wives have suffered severe calamities in their in their life the punishment of oppression is very severe therefore this person whose wife had put too much salt in the food forgave her and he passed away someone asked him in a dream as to how allah taala treated him he replied that allah taala reminded him about his tolerance and about the cooling of his anger upon his wife for putting too much salt in the food 
this he had done to please Allah Ta'ala. Not for any other purpose. Sometimes a person adopts tolerance, adopts patience, but the motivation is something else. I'd rather just keep quiet now so then I can get some other advantage later. Or there's something else I need to get sorted out. So if I now deal with this matter, then that might become a problem. So now it's a kind of bargaining that. And here there is no other motive. The motive was purely to please Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala must become pleased. So on that was the matter that this person got forgiven. Allah Ta'ala had reminded him about his tolerance and about the cooling of his anger for putting too much salt in the food. This he had done to please Allah Ta'ala. For this he was forgiven. Mawlana Thami Rahmatullah narrated this incident in his lecture. Therefore one should be very careful in matters of wives, children, parents and relatives. This Allah Ta'ala Shan, he's, that what can become the means of somebody's maqfirat? It doesn't mean that every person, that some little extra salt he found in the food, so he felt now this is my also maqfirat done, because I'll just keep quiet now, then I don't have to bother about anything else. Indeed he'll get rewarded for that, but to what extent he made mujahada in that matter, what was the position of his anger at that moment, and yet what was, and how much of sincerity there was in that restraining of that anger, we don't know all those details. It's a good thing to do, we must do it, restrain our anger. But these incidents should not become, or should not be misunderstood, that this one act will become sufficient for us also to get everything sorted out. We have to still strive to do whatever is necessary, whatever is correct, stay away from the wrong. But then, inshallah, a person keeps striving in this manner and making that mujahada, on some occasion, something might be done in that moment with that ex- extent of sincerity and with that extent of the fervor to please Allah Ta'ala, that that becomes accepted and becomes a means of his salvation. The last point that was mentioned here was, therefore one should be very careful in matters of wives, children, parents and relatives. Parents' rights, be very fearful concerning parents' rights. Do not blabber to them out of anger because their curse affects a person to the extent that one does not die without first suffering the punishment in this world. It is mentioned in a hadith of Mishkat Sharif that one who troubles his parents will never die without first being punished. Meaning in this world. I met a very pious man in Bombay who had pus dripping from his fingers and was affected with leprosy. When I inquired about it, the man replied, I committed a grave mistake in that I shouted at my mother while taking my wife's part, while the two of them were having an argument. Hence my mother cursed me that I should get this illness and that I should not be able to attend her funeral. And both things have materialized. I have witnessed this incident with my own eyes, therefore be very careful concerning parents' rights. This incident that a person, he should, now in this particular incident that Hazrat is mentioning, that this person says that in that argument between his wife and mother, he 
got into the middle and taking his wife's part, he shouted at his mother. Now, there can be a situation, and unfortunately, these are common situations, very often these things do happen, that sometimes it might be the wife that was on the wrong, and sometimes the mother was wrong. It happens. Unfortunately, these are common day-to-day problems and issues. But again, as we mentioned previously several times, that one wrong doesn't give license to another wrong. So now, for example, if in that instance, if the mother was wrong, it doesn't give license to that son to become abusive to his mother. And this is a very common problem, that where there is some issue between mother-in-law and daughter-in-law, as some say that this is the longest battle carrying on, and Allah knows best whether they'll finish off before Qiyamah or not. So it's a common story, but the biggest mistake many people make is that they become part of this problem. They become part of this issue between mother-in-law and daughter-in-law. Oh, they become part of the issue. It's obvious, sometimes it's a 50-50 kind of thing, both are at fault. And often it will be one party that was really at fault more than the other. And it could be either side. But by becoming, or rather, very directly and very clearly taking sides, one is that something is a shari matter, something that is clearly impermissible. So now the person can't be part of that and he can't condone that either. Whoever did that, whoever was responsible or wants to do something that is completely against Sharia, they're going to have to explain in a nice way that, look, this is out. There's no way that we can have this happening. So whoever is now trying to demand for something that is completely against deen, it will be explained. But then in day-to-day things and trivial things and things which you can never really work out who really is at fault here and who did what, and then in the common issues, somebody just blurted something out of turn. These things happen. Somebody else blurted something in reply. Now, people who get caught up in this, so they obviously, this is a very, very foolish thing to do, to get caught up in that fight. And start taking sides openly. Rather, the thing that is supposed to be done is to diplomatically diffuse that diplomatically diffuse it in a way that a person is pacifying both sides. On the one side now, just calm the situation, just get everything just cool for that moment. Then he comes to one, one side, comes to his mother, just trying to cool the matter. He says, well, you know, nowadays, don't ever do it in front of his wife. <laughs> it is... Because nowadays are Nadan now, they don't know too much, they haven't grown up with that kind of adult where the situation previously used to be the grandmother and sometimes the great grandmother is also in the same house and everybody is now keeping a really very very close eye on things and scrutinizing everything and giving that very fine training and as a result everybody, the mother, grandmother and great grandmother all constantly training the girl as she's growing up and she grew up to become a person who understood how to handle things correctly. So that was a common thing previously. Now, whether that has become like ancient history or not, but now he's just using that as an example. Nowadays, unfortunately, this 
tolerance levels are all, even they haven't learned all these things so much. So just overlook it. Inshallah, I'll sort it out. And then come on the other side. Say, look, whatever it is, okay, maybe you weren't wrong. But nevertheless, our parents, they are our elders. We have to respect them. Allah Ta'ala will reward the summer. So in this way, this is just one little example of how to just diplomatically try and diffuse it. Then he needs to apply his mind. Apply his mind onto the issue that whatever happened, does something need to be done to address it? Because sometimes, some things have to be addressed. Some things have to be sorted out. Otherwise, then it's going to, it's just for the moment that things have just quietened down, it's going to now cause another explosion soon. So now, how to address it without creating another issue? That's for him to now sit around and think about it. And to apply his mind, to then work out what's the way around it, how to get it cleared up, what should be done to avoid such a situation for the future, without getting in the middle of that problem. Because the person gets in the middle, so in the middle, that sandwich, the filling is right in the middle. And that is what gets chewed most. So now if he's going to make himself the filling of the sandwich, he's going to get chewed from both sides. Then he's going to be neither here nor there. So this is a common mistake that many people make and worse than that is that one is to start now becoming the judge in the matter, that who's right and wrong. But worse than that is like this incident, that besides trying to become the judge in the matter, he is now even crossing the line, especially if it is now pertaining to his mother, He's crossing the line of respect. He's trampling her rights. Or if it is the other way around, then he's handling it in a, such a way that he starts oppressing his wife. He starts trampling her rights. So Deen has taught us complete balance. Complete balance. And often we describe this for the sake of just understanding it. And for the sake of it registering in the mind and remaining as a something that will be clear in the mind, come to, come to mind whenever it's required, that this, this is a pulsirat that every husband has to walk. This is that pulsirat that every husband has to walk. The one side is the mother, the other side is the wife. He must walk straight. If he starts inclining, either way he'll fall down. The very fine line, very, very thin bridge. He has to walk on this bridge. And he can't afford to, yes, but he must handle things in a correct manner, diplomatically. And it's just a matter of sometimes taking the time to think carefully first, not getting emotional. Often, now there's an issue, people have become emotional, and somebody is shouting sometimes, somebody is saying something. Now in those emotions, somebody comes in to help the situation. He's coming to help how? He has come in an emotional manner also. He comes in shouting and screaming, what he's going to help? He has become part of the whole emotion, how he's going to help? When a person, somebody is in a emotional state, or whatever the case is, whether it's uh, somebody in a, in a fight situation, or just in whatever, somebody has become very emotional about something, to help the person, you cannot flow with his emotions. You have to stay out of the emotion as much as it might be emotional for the person trying to help as well. He has to step out of the emotion and in a very rational manner look at the situation. You don't flow with the person or rather you don't think with the person, you think for the person. 
you need to help him. If you're going to think with him, he's already thinking emotionally. He's already thinking in a way that his mind is not focusing correctly. Now, if you think with him, you're going to think similarly. You're also going to become emotional about things. And sometimes his emotions are misplaced. He's getting emotional about something which is in reality not to become emotional about because he misunderstood something. He is overreacting over something. Now, if we're going to think with him, we're going to do the same. We're going to start overreacting. We're going to get emotional about something trivial. So we have to think for him. Stand out of that situation for the moment. Analyze it calmly. That what is really to be done here? And again, as mentioned a day or two ago, that like when advising somebody, we want to advise the person to make sure that what advice we're giving, inshallah, will be correct. It will have no ulterior motive. Nafs will not come and influence it. It must start off with dua. There might not be time to surround and make a lengthy dua, but in the heart, there's always time to make a 5 second dua. In the heart, there's always time to make a 10, 15 second dua. So now this is a situation. And this, is, this should be an ongoing thing in our life. The whole day, the whole day should be filled with dua of those 5 and 10 second duas. Person now is going to start off some work, for example. He's going to start uh, something he has to attend to. Maybe some document he has to read. It's a business document. It's some work matter, whatever it might be. He's going to start. What difficulty is there to start off with? Alhamdulillah, person who's conscious, he'll start, he'll start with Bismillah. Very good. Alhamdulillah. But together with that, a five second dua. Ya Allah, you enable me to understand this correctly. How long it took to make that one dua? And whatever is the best way to handle this, make that easy for me. What time went in that? But that's dua. And that connected him to Allah Ta'ala. And when that, inshallah, that work gets done well, that will not then take him to ujub. That's, subhanallah, see how I did it. He will attribute it to the barakat of that dua. Allah Ta'ala made it easy. Allah Ta'ala enabled me to do this well. And this very major malady of ujub, of vanity, of thinking good of oneself, this before that action will also, will already start cutting it at the root. Because of the barakat of dua. So now just like in all these day-to-day tasks, in the whole day, person anything, he's now going to be attending to a customer. He's attending to the customer. So now our mind just goes now how to Get the maximum out of this person. But start off with dua. Ya Allah, you enable me to present this item in a nice manner, in a correct manner to this person. Ya Allah, you put it in his heart to buy. Ya Allah, you make it good for me and make it good for him also. Not that I must benefit at his expense in a way that I take unfair advantage of him. That I exploit the situation in some way. Allah, you make it beneficial and good for me. This transaction becomes good for me. It becomes good for him also. There will be greater barakat in that transaction also. Now that how long it took to make that 5 second dua, 10 second dua. So this, this must become our habit the whole day. And this dua, dua is mukhul ibadah. It's the essence of ibadah. What, what goes in it? What time it requires? It's just a matter of that little consciousness and training our hearts and minds to just keep making this dua over and over. So likewise now this kind of situation... There's a problem, 
there's some argument of some sort happen, wherever it might be, whether it's mother-in-law, daughter-in-law, whether two parties, wherever it might be. And now we are going to have to come and now say something here, come and do something, try to sort something out. But do we first pause for a moment and connect ourselves to Allah Ta'ala? Allah, you help me to handle the situation correctly. That starting point with dua, that itself will already, inshallah, lead him on the path of balance and impartiality. He won't become overcome with emotions just because it's this person or that person. That either it's one side or either the other side, regardless of what is right or wrong. And regardless of what is the right way of handling the matter. So that won't become the case because now he's already connecting himself to Allah Ta'ala and he wants to do what is right. He doesn't want to do what will appease him or appease either party at the expense of the other. He wants to do what will be best for everybody. So now when he starts off with dua in his heart, the least is he's connecting himself to Allah Ta'ala, which is the greatest thing after all, as least as we say in this regard, meaning that even in that moment, if for whatever reason that matter didn't get sorted out, but that benefit of that dua is tremendously great, which he still benefited. That still connected him to Allah Ta'ala. So this benefit in any case he'll get. But that will also start making his mind think correctly. He won't be thinking emotionally now. Just because this person said it or that person said it, I must now defend the other party. So this dua to start off with. And then having started off with dua, that five second dua, ten second dua, then to first pause for a moment, just first without getting into the issue, okay, just everybody leave everything as is, everybody recite Guru Sharif, everybody just turn our attention to Allah Ta'ala, everybody recite Ta'awuz and get Shaitan out of the matter first. So we're turning everybody's attention towards Allah Ta'ala. That if something is on the heat of the moment, only something has happened now, we're getting the uh, report backs now, so you'll get report that that's something to be handled very differently. Now this is something in the heat of the moment, the first thing is to just diffuse things, not to try and sort out. Because if you try to sort something out, when the, Allah forbid there's a fire somewhere, so first they don't try to find out what's the source of the fire. The fire engine comes first, they just douse the fire completely. Then the forensic team will come in and whoever else will come in and now they'll look for the cause of the fire. Was it an electrical fault? Was it something else? Was it some arson? What it was? But while the fire is raging, they don't go to look for what the cause of the fire is. Now that's unfortunately what we often do. That now the fire is raging, so now the person wants to first find out the cause of the fire. So the fire is raging, first put the fire off. And the fire is not going to come off with more emotions. More emotions is just going to douse petrol on that fire. That requires water now. And this is unfortunately the case, that many a times, when there's a problem of whatever sort, or sometimes there's one small little complaint, not even a problem, not even a fire. You just want to complain, somebody just now suggested something, just complained about something. And now, instead of being water on fire, we become matches, not matches only, we become cans of petrol. We then cause the explosions. So, the first thing is to just douse that fire and to cool things off. That will not happen in any other way but by turning everybody's attention to Allah Ta'ala. By turning everybody's attention to Allah Ta'ala, some simple things, let us all just recite Ta'awuz, let us get shaitan out of this issue. Let us all just turn our hearts to Allah Ta'ala now. Ask Allah Ta'ala's help. Okay, let's leave this matter for 
today we'll, want, we'll sort it out later in the evening. Whatever it is, for that moment to just douse that situation, just cool that matter, diffuse it. Now then to think. Now we'll have the time to go and make two rakats, nafil, salatul haja, and beg Allah's help. That, Ya Allah, you grant the solution to this problem. In that moment there was time for 10 seconds dua. But now that everything, the fire is off, now we'll have time to make two rakats, four rakats namaz also. So this is the first aspect. That we don't become emotional when trying to handle things. Then the second thing is, we don't become party to the problem. We want to try and help to solve the problem. By becoming party to the problem, how are you going to help to solve the problem? If the there's a case, but the judge is accused, so now how he's going to sit in to resolve the case? He's the accused party. Now he became the accused party. He put himself among either side. So now how he's going to resolve the problem? He has to be out of it. He has to be an impartial party. So in any case, that's the first issue to diffuse things. Then to think. And very often, if it is a complicated thing, it's something sensitive, something complicated, then a person shouldn't take chances on just making decisions on his own. Then the very, very important thing is of mashwara. Whoever he has that easy access to, that confidence in, somebody who has experience, somebody who has that knowledge and experience. So some mashwara. And often it's big things that with the barakat of that mashwara becomes very small, becomes very easy to deal with, becomes very easy to attend to. But the person sometimes in that emotion, because he's also now troubled with whatever happened, because he's directly going to be affected by it. So now he's not thinking clearly, but now he's talking to somebody who's an unaffected party. He's talking to somebody who is not emotionally involved in this matter at all. So now that person, and then the barakat of mashwara, there will be something that will come out of that mashwara, that inshallah will guide the person to be able to deal with this matter in a way that resolves it very easily with the fazl of Allah Ta'ala. So one is the dua, and then the aspect, one is a very simple straightforward thing, fine, he'll think about it and make a decision. But when it becomes a little complicated, becomes sensitive, oh, it's becoming now a recurring matter, then the mashwara is something extremely important, that a person should now resort to mashwara, take advice, take guidance, and then deal with the matter. And obviously, as mentioned already in the beginning several times, that a person, the, the, the objective and the target must be very clear. That it is not 99% of the time, we don't need to sit in judgment and say who was right or wrong. We don't have to do that. Somebody was right, somebody was wrong. But we don't have to be the party to make the judgment. We should be the party to say that how to resolve the situation without having to get into the judgment. Then something needs to be addressed sometimes. For example, somebody has a habit of now maybe saying hurtful things all the time. Now you have to think now how to get around this. How to get around this in a way that it gets this matter resolved so that we don't have the recurring problem. So now there might be, sometimes it might not just be a straightforward thing to tell the person, that look, this is not the way to go about it. Very simple straightforward story, that supposing it's the mother that's saying this, it's not his position and place to go and now lecture his mother. It's not his place. He can't go and lecture. Yes, in a roundabout way, in a nice way, he's bringing up the matter that 
uh, if we just handle things a little bit more calmly, inshallah there will be much more khair, barkat. But he can't go in now, lecture his mother, that's not his place. That's not his position to do that. And the tone, how he'll say it then, and the way he's going about it, that all might start crossing the line. That might all start trampling the dictates of adab and respect for his mother. So now he is trying to do something right, but he's doing the wrong things himself. So that's going to now put him in the red. So now he'll think about it, what's the best way to go about it. It's not something that these things don't get resolved at the press of a button. Such kind of things which are stemming from other issues, somebody is now, that become, became their, their, call it a system now in them. It's not going to change by the press of a button. This is something that happens generally when a person now willfully submits to that rectification. They are, somebody is acknowledging that this is my weakness, I need to make Islam, and then they willfully submit to the correction and rectification from somebody, then over time there's a process that this comes right. But now sometimes these things are so deep in a person's system over years, so it's difficult to now change that. So now he's going to try to start changing it, he's going to change it, he's not going to change it, but now he's going to cross the line in it. So now he'll think of things, maybe bring some, uh, some talk on the topic that was given by somebody, and in a very general manner, I benefited a lot from this talk. Inshallah, you'll also maybe find it very interesting. So I'm hoping that Inshallah, by listening to that talk, that message will come through. Or some kitab, some book he brought along. Or in some other way or the other, he's going to try to address it. And especially where the opportunities are there, all are living under the same roof. Or if not, then on occasions, that talim in the home is an extremely essential aspect. Because this is what brings that consciousness of Allah Ta'ala and helps everybody to start focusing that what should be our direction in everything, in our mu'amalat, in our mu'asharat, in our akhlaq. Because the essential thing that keeps getting kindled in the heart in the talim is the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. So that's the long-term solution that this talim must take place and together with that then to become part of whatever uh, listening into the talks that are taking place in the masajid, etc., where this, these details are going to be discussed from time to time, different topics will come up, but likewise all these things will come up, then inshallah there will be some kind of idea that how we should be conducting ourselves, what we should be saying, what we should not be saying, we want to say something, how to say it. So this is a process, it's a sly process, but it doesn't happen in the manner that we sometimes try to get it sorted out. Obviously there is no one simple solution to all these things. It's a very complex thing. In one person's situation, there might be one thing to solve it. In another person's situation, it might be very similar, but the same thing won't solve it there. It might be a very different background to the whole issue. The dynamics there are different. It will require something else there. So therefore, this is where that mashwara comes in. That in the light of that mashwara, it then makes sometimes very complicated things very easy to understand. And a person can then move forward. Allah give us a tawfiq. آخر دعوانا الحمد لله